Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where's the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an RV snack. Mine. Uh. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. <laughs> uh, all right, well, what's this? What's, uh, what's good? Let's you go ahead and do this. Let's do this. Okay, you, you smell terrific. I can smell you right through the microphone. Good. It should smell like beer. Oh, uh, yes. Speaking of beer, I had I uh, picked up some new beer today. Um, Shiner, holiday cheer. Sure. Have, you, have you had it? No, I'm, I'm kind of saving okay. it. Uh, we have our uh, family Christmas this weekend, so I'm going to nice. have a little bit there. I'm going to bring some to the party and not share with anyone. <laughs> That's a giving spirit. That's Well, it's, remember I've said this once before, Christmas is not about being with people you like. It's about being with family. <laughs> and then I picked up uh, uh, Shell's Snowstorm, which is a you said you said is a great name, and it is a great name for a beer. That is a great name. Um, yeah. It's it's pretty good. I'm not a huge Shell's fan. It's a Minnesota beer, and I'm like, it's it's pretty good. It's very German like beer, you know, like like that Hefeweizen type flavors. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's good. So, and you've been drinking. Which one you got today? Anything good? <clears throat> I have a. Fatheads Holly Jolly. Right Ooh, now. I like all those names. Fatheads Holly Jolly. Those are that's fun. That's fun. Well, you've been to Fatheads. I have, I have, but I was there in the in the springtime. No, no Holly Jolly that time of year. No Holly Jolly. Nope. All right. Uh, all right. Well, this is uh. Hi everyone. I'm Tom. This is Tom and Jim's Top Five. I'm talking to. Well, I gotta tell you, the man of my dreams. <laughs> James Doubt. I mean, you know, there's just. When I, if I close my eyes and think the greatest person in the world, there's only one person that comes to mind. You are you are waist deep in it right now. <laughs> I've only had one beer, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Uh, but yeah, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, we are back. You know we we uh, we try to put these out every other week, but you know we got things going on. You know, Jim's working, I'm working. It's Christmas time. Everyone orders off goddamn Amazon, and I have to deliver it all. I'm sorry. Speaking I'm getting a little of, heated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Speaking of, keep talking. I got some stuff to buy. Yeah, it's okay. I had some stuff delivered here on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Merry Christmas, everyone. We are going to talk about uh, action movies, Jim. 80s action movies. Which uh, Now, last time we left everyone, we, we said we're going to do top five movies from the 80s. Which yes, you I think you were you're more like I can do that, and I yeah, was like I, yeah. a little nervous. <laughs> Tom was like, "Well, what about '80s movies set at a summer camp with a strong female lead? Where where do I put that category?" Right. Or you know, what about '80s movies involving two cops in a buddy comedy? Like that's a category on its own. Right. Which yeah. is maybe I'll mention some of those tonight, but uh, probably yeah. Um, I I I'm I grew up 
you know, watching a lot of 80s movies and because uh, my brothers and my dad and stuff. So, like, it was hard for me. So we decided to break it down to, we instead of just 80s movies in general, we decided to do 80s action movies, which I feel made it harder for you and easier for me. <laughs> Is yeah, that, basically, that you were like, you were like, "Wow, Jim threw me a bone and let me do '80s movies." I'm going to make it as hard for him as possible. I did. I gave you. All right, peek behind the curtain. You want to do this in front of everyone? Fine, we'll do this in front of everyone. I gave you some suggestions. Yes, I don't think you, you did. To be fair, you didn't like any of them. But no, I, I did. Not. And I pushed the subject like a good wife would. And um, we're doing action movies. I put my foot down. Uh, but this will be fun. You've watched an action movie here or there. Five. Five. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's that's the name of the show, Jim. Thank God we're not doing a top ten show. It's uh, it's not um, Jim's favorite list. It's movies Jim's seen list. <laughs> but <laughs> you took you made the effort to see them, so they had to be had to pique some kind of interest on. on yeah, in, yeah. No, I I do like these movies. Okay. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Well, before we get to those, Jim, before we get to those, we had a couple comments, and I want to get to them. We haven't mentioned comments lately. Um, a lot of times I don't mention them because no one writes in. <laughs> they don't want to talk to us. But, uh, no, we had a couple here. Um, our buddy Dave in Canada. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, Dave. He sent a picture, Jim, of um, – he couldn't remember if it was me or you who liked uh, building models. Uh, but yeah. It's you. By the it's way, me. yeah. If you know, but he sent a picture. He is working on a '78 Ford um, right now, nice. and it's really cool. And um, he he sent me the picture, and it's very very cool. Um, and he uh, he subscribes to uh, uh, Scale Auto Magazine, and I guess that there's a lot of what? stuff in there. Yeah. So there you go. That's cool. I'm gonna check that out. Check that out. And this uh, this Ford is awesome. It's like that Hunter Green too it's it's really cool it's a cool truck so um but yeah he sent that in and he's been listening so thank you for that and then our good friend Lindsay from texas we haven't heard from her in a while either you know why jim why because she just gave birth to a new baby boy oh congratulations yeah she just had her she when she wrote this in she just had her son last week week old and she sent a little picture of her two kids too and they're adorable which i'm not gonna post those because as it's uh yeah, I'm not going to show her kids. That's up to her to show her kids to everyone, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's it, so she's been listening to us while we, uh, she's been dealing with a toddler and a newborn, which is fun. Um, oh, God bless her. Yeah, I did tell her that I, we hope uh, we hope her our mediocre show has brought her some joy during her sleepless nights. <laughs> so um, there's that. So that's cool. And then, Jim, I've talked to you about this already. And if you ever come to Duluth to visit me, which, you know – I'm hoping you do. I'm hoping. I'm we, hoping I do. Yeah. We are going to do our show, if we're still doing the show, <laughs> at uh, uh, one of our local breweries here in town, which I think will be a lot of that's fun. That's a great idea. Yeah. Which would, be, which would be good. Which would be really good. So, But that's uh, stay tuned for that because we don't know when, when or when that will be, but it will be at some point, possibly. Moving on. All right. <laughs> Moving on, Jim. What, anything else you want to say before we get to our topic? Let's see. I get a whole stage. I get a platform to myself. Yes, I know. Work has I been... Want to talk about. You want to talk about work? <laughs> no. Okay. No. I do advertising, right. and December sucks. Yes. 
Yeah. They, people don't get that the year does end. <laughs> and, like, they try to put everything into, like, the last two weeks of the year. Right? Is that pretty much what's happening to you? It's, it's basically the, the people who are on, like, a yearly contract. Yeah. We're like scrambling to fulfill that contract plus start new ones for next year. Oh boy. <sighs> um sorry. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Well, you know, you could quit, but you know, you need a job. <laughs> I said that I was I was uh Were you ready? In my office working. <laughs> yeah. And I and I said uh something happened and I said, Why do I do this job? And my coworker came over and and uh, he said, uh, because we hired you. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's a good point. But there are a lot of jobs out there, but those ones didn't hire you. So you should probably just keep doing this one. Oh, man. But, yeah. How yeah. did you take that? How did, did you kind of sit back and, and look at him and go, hmm, I don't like you now, but I, li- I respect no. you? <laughs> I thought, but that's, that's a really good point. I guess I should continued the job that pays me every two weeks that's true that's true well i'm just uh i'm just uh i'm just happy it's almost over for you the 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 whole end of the year thing (laughs) do you know something i don't know (laughs) oh i'm sorry (laughs) no 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 i mean i ran into your doctor at the grocery store and we just we didn't talk about you at all (laughs) at all all right let's move on before i get in some hipaa law problems here um all right, let's do this, Jim. Top five 80s action movies. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, do you want to go first? Yeah, I oh. do. You know what? Yeah. I do want to go first. Jim, I'd love for you to go first. I'm really excited to do some action movies. Yes, I know. Come on, be excited. People like I us. Am. I know this you don't like me and I don't like you, but people like us. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Okay. 80s action movies. The I'm trying to think of like on my list here, I've seen two of these in probably the last fifteen years. Okay, that's okay. 80s was a long time yeah. ago, Jim. There's a lot of movies it, out there. <laughs> okay, so my number five stars your favorite guy. Oh. Um, there's two people in it. One of them is in almost every, every '80s action movie. The other one is Kurt Russell. I know the movie. You okay? Yeah. Do you need a moment? <laughs> I need a moment. No, please continue. Please. Tango and Cash. This is a great movie, Jim. It is a great movie. Oh, good job. Good pick. Is that on your list? No. Um, okay. <laughs> it was. It was. I knocked it down. It was my number. It's my number six, I guess, if I pick the six. Okay. And I actually did okay. research on it, and then I moved it down. But I'm glad you put it on because Kurt Russell is uh, my crush. So. I know that. I know that he even looks good as Santa Claus. Oh my God! We didn't even talk about that. We'll talk about the end of the show, maybe if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tango and Cash. So it's a buddy cop movie, comedy, action. Um. What's going on over there? Oh, it's my... I'm in the garage, because that's where I've been put now. And the yeah. heat kicks on, and it, that makes those little noises. <laughs> so... Uh, it sounds I, like you're playing, like, a, an iPhone game. No, just, no. Like, but, you know, I, we should be... The people who made these microphones should be damn proud, because they could pick up everything. <laughs> so... <laughs> uh, okay, so Stallone plays 
uh, Raymond Tango, Kurt Russell plays Gabe Gabriel or Gabe Cash. Terry Hatcher's in this movie as well. Um, heard she's not very friendly. In Terry real Hatcher. life? Yeah. Really? That from a very reliable source that worked with her. Hmm. That's too yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, you remember those uh, those Radio Shack commercials with Terry Hatcher and Howie Long? Yes, I do. Yeah, it was on those. Oh. I would think both of them wouldn't be fun to hang out with. Um, he said uh, he said Bradshaw and Howie Long were very, very nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Got that going. So anyway, they're buddy cops, and they take they're they're known for disrupting this uh, this this uh, drug operation, this crime lord smuggling operation. Right. And uh, this guy um, frames them for murder, and they go to jail, and they break out of jail, and comedy ensues and action ensues it's a good movie isn't this the movie that that coined foobar or you or put that into normal it, lexicon into the normal lexicon i actually looked up foobar was actually more coined during the 40s and it was like a oh. military thing but it does mean exactly what they say it means and i'm going to use our one effenheimer here unless you want to use it no you drop it it's <laughs> fucked up beyond all recognition um and but that's the first time I heard it was this movie, and I still yeah. to this day every once in a while will say Fubar. <laughs> so, oh, I'll say Fubar, yeah, yeah, for sure. But apparently, it came from the '40s. It was uh, I don't know if it was in the army or the or the navy or something. They came up with that um, term. So there you go. Hmm. Hmm. Well, uh, uh, Patrick Swayze was supposed to be Cash in this movie. Okay, and he backed out to star in what movie? Roadhouse. Roadhouse. What do you think of Roadhouse, Jim? Unless it's on your list. <laughs> it's not on my it's list. Not on I don't know if I, I'm sure I've seen it all the way through at least yeah. once. It's always on. I don't even know. Does, T, does TBS still have movies for guys who like movies? Was that TBS or TNT? That? I guess they're both it's the same thing. The yeah, yeah, I don't know because I don't have cable, and nor do I watch TBS or TNT. So I don't even know if TBS is a station anymore. Well, no, they have Conan. I think that's the. I think that's all oh, I have though. Right, it's the Conan Network. Right. <laughs> Okay, Roadhouse. Yeah. I mean, Tango and Cash. What else we got? Tango and Cash. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing really. The one thing, I, that's good. No, this is a great movie. I actually really like this movie, and it was hard for me to keep up from this because Kurt Russell. Um, but one interesting fact I saw about this movie, besides Sylvester Stallone, by the way, seems like a real prick. <laughs> I don't know if you've done some more research on him when he gets joins onto a movie, and because you know he's a great writer apparently because he wrote one movie that was good, and um, he always wants to rewrite stuff. But um, he because well they got delayed, they got delayed. But because of all their delays of this movie, this was actually the last movie to um to come out in the eighties. It was last week of nineteen eighty nine. That this movie came out, so this just almost didn't even make your list, Jim. No, it was almost uh, it was almost nineties. You know, if if we were doing a top nineties action movie, this would not have even have been a blip on right. the radar. Not even a blip, not a blip. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's a fun, fun movie. I I like it, and actually, I like it mostly for Kurt Russell. He's definitely more of the comedy, the comic relief of the movie. Stallone kind of tries to play it straight, you know. Yeah. And um, but good pick, Jim. I like it. Well, thanks. Right. I'll be here all episodes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. Whoever set us up is really connected. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Relax. Soap. And don't flatter yourself. 
Meet Ray Tango. He likes money. He's a Kong. He's a go. But doesn't bother with cash. Meet Gabe Cash. He won't dance around trouble and doesn't mind stepping on toes. I hate you karate guys. Two of L.A.'s top rival cops are having a good time staying in rhythm. You know me, huh? Yeah, I hear you're the second best cop in L.A. That's funny. I hear the same thing about you. But they're going to have to work together, even if it kills them. Right now! We'll take it. No. That's one of a kind. We won't put a scratch on it. Did you sleep with my sister? I was so drunk, I honestly, I don't remember, okay? Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. <laughs> Tango and Cash. <laughs> we were just talking about if Jim would... Uh... Left halfway through the episode, would anyone notice? And I, I would. I would notice. It would take me a few picks before I noticed, but I eventually would notice. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. All right, my number five. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if a lot of people have seen it, but I, I definitely know the person who stars in it. And it's a 1986 action movie starring the great Chuck Norris. And it is... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I didn't know they made a Walker Texas Ranger. No, 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 no. This is before Walker. This is before Walker. Wow. This is the only Chuck Norris movie on my list, and it is uh, the Delta Force. Oh, okay. Do you remember this movie, Jim? I I know of it. You know, no, I, have, I don't yes. know if I've seen a, a Chuck Norris movie. No. Um. Well, this is the only one you need to see. Uh, I watched it last night because it's on Prime, <laughs> so I watched it as I was laying in bed. Um. But it's uh. It star also stars Lee Marvin, which I think a lot of people know uh, Lee Marvin from, uh, movie you know, a lot of war movies and stuff like that. This was actually Lee Marvin's uh, last movie. He died shortly after this at the age of 63. So that's kind of sad. Um. But this movie actually has a lot of people in it. Um. Like people who. Like people know, especially in older style, like Joey Bishop, which is one of the Rat Pack guys, Shelley Winters, George Kennedy. And these are all kind of big names. Liam Neeson is in this movie in an uncredited oh. role, by the way. Um, and I don't know if it's because he was new or he didn't want to be known <laughs> in this movie, but he plays a little bit part. But um, the movie, it, it actually takes place uh, uh, overseas in Israel, or um, Beirut, I should say, in Lebanon. They filmed it, the whole thing in Israel. Um, and it follows the real, there's a real-life Army Delta Force that kind of is like the Navy SEALs, uh, SEAL Team 6, as people would probably know that these, these days. But they go in, they're like a Special Forces type deal. And the movie follows that there's a hijacking on a plane uh, by some guys who want to take the plane to, to Beirut. And uh, so they have a hostage situation, and Chuck Norris and, and the gang have to go and save them all. And it's just high action, just craziness. I, I really I really enjoy it. Um, Chuck Norris doesn't say a lot in the movie, and that's probably that's probably a good thing, don't you think? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, this this is actually it was actually based on the real life hijacking of the TWA flight 847, which I I don't have the date on there, and I probably should have, but I, I think that was the 70s. I think. Um, but um, and so they kind of use a lot from what happened there. Um, in the movie, and um, it's pretty cool, man. It's a really, it's a really fun movie. One of my, f actually, one of my favorite parts I love about it is the score of the movie, the theme. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, Alan uh, Silvestri, who does a lot of themes, especially 80s, 90s mu- music or movies, um, uh, he did the theme. It, in uh, you'd probably recognize if you heard it. And actually, racing fans, I don't know if we have any uh, uh, IndyCar fans out there, but ABC Sports used uh, this intro for their Indianapolis 500 broadcast from 1988 to 1998. Um, and then again, they used it once in uh, 2001. So it actually kind of hung around longer than anyone knew what it was from. Like, no one, <laughs> no one knew it was from Delta Forest. They're probably like, hey, that's the racing song. Um, but it was pretty cool. I like, I just, I think it's a lot of, I think the movie's just a lot of fun. It's um, uh, Eric Norris, Chuck Norris's son, plays... Uh, plays uh, a bit part in it as one of the, little, the U.S. Navy divers in the movie. Um, and actually, in real life, Chuck Eric Norris is a real-life NASCAR driver. So there you go. Um, oh, okay. Maybe that has something to do with it. Well, who knows? I don't know anything about racing. Um, like I said, the movie was shot entirely in Israel. Um, uh, they filmed a lot of it on the plane, and it takes place in Lebanon, which is... You know, it's, they're supposed to portray that it's really hot because the plane's sitting on the tarmac and stuff like that. But it literally was like 100 degrees every day in Israel, so the actors and stuff were freaking out. And uh, in the movie, like they just look like so sweaty and gross. And I wonder if it's real. <laughs> like I don't think that's makeup or anything. It's just like no, that's just the way they looked because they were all basically, you know, being cooked in an oven sitting on <laughs> in this airplane. <laughs> um, so it's pretty cool. And then, do you know the game, uh, the video game Operation Thunderbolt? No. No, I never really heard of it either. But apparently, the entire game is actually this movie. It's based on the entire. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, It's a, the whole Delta Force scene. Every scene is like the same thing that the the stages in the in the game, and down to the pilot's appearance is actually modeled after Bo Svensson, who played the pilot in the movie. So I think that was, I thought that was kind of cool. So, uh, but it's a lot of fun. I'm not, not a huge Chuck Norris fan, <laughs> um, but this one got me. This one, <laughs> he got me. <laughs> uh, they did have two sequels, uh, Delta Force 2, The Columbian Connection, uh, which, mm-hmm. he, which, which Chuck Norris was in, never saw it. And then there was a direct-to-video Delta Force 3, The Killing Game, which Chuck Norris was not in. And I never saw that, but um, yeah, the Delta Force, man, it's a good one. Check it out. <laughs> this is a high check. Let's go. This is a hand grenade. The enemy doesn't care who they hurt, not how young, how innocent, how helpless. Collect all passports. Why? Strangers. They're making a mistake. United by the threat of death. There's only two of them! And there's so many of us! Find the courage. You take one of us, you gotta take us all. To defy their captors. I won't do it! It's a new age of terror that requires a new breed of warrior. One minute to showtime. We're members of Delta Force and we're here to take you home. America's elite anti-terrorist commandos. Committed to destroy the enemies of freedom. Because the stakes are more than pride. Sleep tight, sucker. More than honor. More than justice. American, I want to negotiate. 
Do you hear me, American? Loud and clear. Because they're fighting to save American lives. The Delta Force, starring Chuck Norris and Lee Marvin, America's new heroes. The Delta Force. All right, Jim, what do you got for your number four? <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Number four. Yes. Number four is, uh, I'm going to make you guess, 1984. Oh. That's not the movie, but it oh. was made in 1984. <laughs> okay. Um, Patrick Swayze. Uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh. Um... C. Thomas Howell. Why can't I think of the name of the movie? I know it. It's the one with Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Hall, and Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and and, the, and Leah Thompson's in it. Oh. And Jennifer Grey is in it. Adventures in Babysitting. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Jennifer Grey it's and a... Patrick Swayze. So it's Dirty Dancing? Yeah, Dirty Dancing 2. <laughs> Electric Red Boogaloo. Dog. Yeah. It's Dirty Dancing 2, The Red Dawn. Red Dawn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little, right, yeah right, people right, right. don't realize that after after he took Baby out of the corner, that the Cubans and the Russians invaded their high school. People don't realize that. That's that's a real thing. This is based, This is a documentary, basically, what you're telling us, right? Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you know, you have these two people fall in love, mm-hmm. and then... The Russians invade. I mean, it's just it's it's a story nobody. It's talks a tale about. as old as time, really. You know, um. star-crossed lovers. Yeah, friends Mont- become lovers. Lovers become friends. Montague's Capulets. I mean, we've seen this a million times. It's just going to keep happening. Well, tell me you about buy your thumb. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about Red, Red Dawn. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> small town, Colorado, I believe. They wake up one September morning to the Cubans and the Russians invading, teaming up and invading the U.S. And uh, this group of high school kids who call themselves the Wolverines after the high school mascot. Well, if this happened to you, Tom, and you were a, a militia a, of young children fighting the Russians, mm-hmm. what would your name be specifically named after your high school mascot? So in a roundabout way, what was your high school mascot? Actually, it's a pretty good one for a militia. It's mm-hmm. the Hunters. Wow, that's that really backfired on me. You weren't really expected that, really. No. <laughs> you know, that was going to be like the, the Jackrabbits or something? The, the Pretzels. <laughs> Duluth North Pretzels. <laughs> the Pretzels. Uh... There is a um, Freeport, I think Freeport, Illinois, with the Pretzels. No way, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. What was your high school mascot? The Tigers. Oh, see that would yeah, see that works too. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I guess nobody like I mean they're supposed to be somewhat intimidating. No one's like Yeah, I'm the I'm the West High School marshmallows. Right. You got to be somewhat intimidating when you go out on a football field. So anyway, yeah, the Wolverines, they uh they're out in like the woods and I think they killed a couple Russian soldiers so they started arming up and fighting back against the establishment they find out that uh that most of the u.s has fallen like dc has fallen a lot of the major cities have fallen nuclear attacks um they only the u.s only has a couple allies left at china and the uk are their allies at this point and the the russians and cubans are just taking over the world and blowing people up and uh, there's like a 
freed free America where they have fought off all the invaders and uh, it's uh it's red dawn yeah. in a nutshell it's actually a really good movie <laughs> it is actually a really it's good really movie. good and the remake is terrible i didn't see the remake cuz i just didn't even um, sometimes when a remake comes out you're like nope not even going to try mm-hmm. um and that was one of them you said you did see it you saw the remake uh i did see it it wasn't bad it wasn't bad okay well the, the originals it's got to be the best, but yeah, I like this movie. Good pick, Jim. I actually didn't even put this on my radar. I kind wow. of yeah, and I uh, kind of ashamed of myself, but I'm not ashamed enough to not admit it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that, Jim? No. Good. <laughs> What's going on here, my friend? <laughs> Emergency broadcast system. We are under attack by conventional forces of the Russian army. It is believed the lead waves were disguised as commercial charter flights. Communications have broken down other parts of the country. Large areas of the Midwest may have been overrun. They know who all of you are. They're looking for you. You're 40 miles behind enemy lines. I just want to go home. A lot of people away. Where's my dad, Mr. Eckert? What if love somebody, Andy? I'm gonna die before it happens. They're gonna kill us! All of us! So why should we be different? Because we live here! for a bunch of kids, huh? Mama'd be real proud. Wolverines! Alright, my number four. Um, I, this might be on your list. I think a lot of people have seen this. I think they a lot of people secretly like it even if they don't want to. Um, it's a movie from 1987 and it's called Robocop. Oh, yeah. I love this movie. Um... It's very violent, um, which is not really anything I'm into now. Like you know, but I, this movie is is great. Um, for those of you who don't know what uh, RoboCop is, it's set in uh, the near future. I love when movies say the near future. Um, it's uh, crime-ridden Detroit, Michigan, and uh, a police officer named Alex Murphy, played by Peter Weller, who's the star of the movie, um, is murdered by a gang of criminals. Who's the criminals are headed up by Kurtwood Smith. <laughs> Everyone knows him as. Yep. <laughs> Mr. Smith. Uh, Red Foreman on that 70s show. <laughs> it's okay. I, I caught you mid sip there. Um, <laughs> he, he's the bad guy. Okay. And he's awesome in this movie. Um, anyway, they're, they murdered Alex Murphy and this mega corporation known as Omni Consumer Products. Um, decides to make uh, Mr. Murphy into the superhuman cyborg law law enforcer known as RoboCop. Um, so they keep him alive, but now he's he's mostly a machine. And um, 
yeah, and then he just goes around fighting crime and and going after these 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 this bad gang and everything, and it's it's fantastic. Um, it's very, like I said, it's very very violent. This movie actually um, was sent to the MPAA, which is the rating system here in America for movies. Uh, it was sent to, had to be sent uh, back eleven times because it kept getting an X rating. Which is because mm. <laughs> it was so violent. It finally got an R rating after the twelfth time they submitted it. Um, so they cut out a lot, I guess. Um, which I've never seen any uncut versions of this movie. So I wonder what they actually what was cut out because it's it's pretty violent. Um, and uh, the move, a couple of fun things about the movie: um, the police drive uh, 1986 Ford Tauruses, which sounds funny now, but at the time it was a the, the car actually looked kind of futuristic back then. Mm-hmm. In so that's why they they drive those. And then um, the actual Taurus that RoboCop drives is in the Branson Auto Museum in Branson, Missouri, Jim. So next time you're uh, in Branson, oh yeah, just go on over there. Um, yeah. Uh, there has been a couple. There's been a couple sequels, a uh, short-lived television show, um, lots of crossover stuff. Um, you know, me being a wrestling fan, there was actually a time where RoboCop showed up at a wrestling event, <laughs> which was horrible. Can oh. you, if you can imagine, uh, it was it was bad. Um, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, I didn't see the sequel. There was a, a remake, I should say. I never saw it. Um, oh yeah, okay. I like the guy who's in it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't write his name down, but I remember the previous one. And I even that was one where I was like, I I'll, I'll go see it. But I just never have seen it, so I don't know if it's good or not. Um, but uh, it's cool. It's yeah. It just it's really good. It's really f- a fun movie. Um, if you just want just nonstop action, this is the one you'd go for. Um, one of the couple couple things I love about this in uh, February two two thousand eleven, uh, the then Detroit mayor uh, Dave Bing was. Uh, had his new Detroit proposal because Detroit has fallen on hard times, so he's trying to get the city back. It was like a new plan for for Detroit. And someone asked him, "Well, isn't there a plan to have a RoboCop statue?" Like they got it mis <laughs> they got it mixed up somehow. And he said, "No, that's not true. Like I don't know where that came from." But because we're in the internet age, people caught wind of that and actually started fundraising campaigns to create a RoboCop statue in Detroit. And it did was created by the Imagination Station in Detroit, and it is, um, I believe, outside of their building um, today, uh, as of as of this year. So you can go and see RoboCop in statue <laughs> form in Detroit. So that that was kind of awesome. yeah, that was kind of funny. And this one's my favorite. In it, when the movie was in theaters in 1987, um, a robbery suspect in Sacramento, California. Uh, was fleeing a robbery, being chased by police, and he fled into a darkened movie theater to escape the pursuing police. The, that movie theater was showing RoboCop at the time. As he was hiding in there, he became so engrossed in the movie that was playing on screen that he failed to notice that the police had evacuated all patrons from the theater and turned. <laughs> and when they turned the lights on, the man was stunned uh, because he didn't even realize they were there because he loved RoboCop so much. <laughs> That's so, amazing. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. So, ah, But RoboCop, man. There you go. That's all RoboCop. I got. Yeah. So so RoboCop 2. Oh, bad. It was uh, originally written by Frank Miller. No okay. way. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. The, mm-hmm. the, the movie itself, or the, was there like a comic? 
Both. So he wrote the screenplay for the movie. Okay. But it was so so heavily censored. Yeah. Um, that he ended up releasing like a nine issue RoboCop series that would be he would have control over. It wouldn't be censored. Okay. Yeah, because the movie is not good. No. No. No, it is not. But I can't imagine Frank Miller's comic would be bad. So there you go. Yeah, the the comic is great. Yeah. The yeah the uh, the movie is not. No. Uh, and speaking of comics, a lot of most uh, the inspiration for RoboCop came a, a lot from the comics of Judge Dredd, which um, oh yeah, okay. which Sylvester Stallone just dis- destroyed that franchise in the nineties. So um, all right, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on. I remember watching Judge Dredd quite a bit. Mm. Did you see the remake? The the one with um, Carl Urban? No. No, it was. I'm just not a Judge Dredd fan, I guess. All right, let's let's just move on. <laughs> we get the best of both worlds. The fastest reflexes modern technology has to offer onboard computer-assisted memory and a lifetime of on-the-street law enforcement programming. It is my great pleasure to present to you... Robocop. This guy is really good. He's not a guy, he's a machine. Detroit has a cancer. Cancer is crime. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. You, you better back up, pal. Your move, creep. What are your prime directives? You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to an attorney. Anything you say may be used against you. He's a cyborg, you idiot. You recorded every word you said. You're dead. We killed you. His memory's admissible as evidence. You're gonna have to kill it. Get in the car, for God's sake! Robocop, the future of law enforcement. All right, Jim, what's your number three? <clears throat> uh, well, it wouldn't be an 80s action movie list without Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, nice. So I'm going Bloodsport. Oh, well, that's the only one, really? I mean, what other well, one? Well, it's not, I mean, Kickboxer? Well, I'm sorry, it's not the only one. I meant it's the one you should pick <laughs> if you're going to put it in your top five, which I did not put this one in my five. Wow. But okay. I do enjoy this movie, so let's talk about it. Well, apparently, um, this Frank, what's his name, Ducks? Sure. Yeah. What a, what a, apparently, it's a real guy. No, really, really. I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. So the the film is partially based on unverified claims made by this guy, yeah. who's like you know a huge uh, martial artist or whatever. Uh, he trains people, does things um, <laughs> with his hands and feet. Apparently, <laughs> rapid speed. Right. Um, so the movie itself, uh, yeah, this U.S. Army captain played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. Um, he is, he goes to Hong Kong and fights in, uh, uh, let's see, they're like, uh, I knew that, I knew how to say it earlier. They're, they're martial arts tournaments. Kumite, probably. I think sure. it's probably Kumite. Sure. I mean, sure. I would have went with Mortal <laughs> Kombat, which happens every <laughs> century, 100 years <laughs> Who's going to say I'm wrong? Right. So, 
uh, so they're fights to not necessarily the death, but like extremely getting injured hmm. to the point. It's like it's it's like Mortal Kombat. So he goes there for that, and um, but he's in the military, so he's just like, "Hey, I'm gonna go," and they're like, "Don't," and he's like, "All right, see ya." You can't just do that. It's not like, no. Whatever. Yeah. So he goes there to do these fights, and he meets uh, this other American fighter, played by Donald Gibb. Right. Who's related we to have... Barry Gibb, right? No, that's not, that's not accurate. <laughs> who, who played in Revenge of the Nerds. That guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Okay. And uh, he gets beat up. And when I first saw the movie, I thought they killed him. But they didn't kill him. They just, like, injured him, and he's in the hospital. So then Sean Claude has to, like, avenge him and go fight, even though he's not dead, yeah. and then go fight for him while the U.S. military is, like, trying to bring him back. Right. But, yeah, it's a great movie, though. No, it is a good movie. Uh, you're, 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 you're glossing over the, the the greatest part of the movie, though, Jim, and it's the famous gif now, or jif, as kids call it, of John claude Van Damme does an awesome dance in this movie. It's when he's I don't, moving and shaking. Oh, you've seen it. You've you might not remember from the movie, but you've seen the gift. I'll send it to you right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but uh, yeah, I think a lot of people out there know <laughs> which part that is. So, all right. Anything else on it? Uh, nope. Nope. That's it. Boom. Boom goes a dynamite. Remember that guy? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For centuries, the Society of the Black Dragon has sanctioned an ancient rite of combat known as the Kumite. Open only to the world's most lethal warriors. It has never been won by a Westerner. You are not Japanese. I can do it. Now, for the first time, the true story of America's super agent, Frank Dukes, can be revealed. Uncle Sam can't afford to let you get hurt. I'm going to Hong Kong. Frank is going to fight in the Kumite, and we're here to stop him. An awesome human weapon. There's me just looking at infiltrates the Chinese underworld. I did not come this far to stop now. Take him. To enter a forbidden competition. Couldn't you just get me in? Strict rules. No press. You're telling me you never break rules? Where every fighting style, every worthy opponent, every deadly technique, I... clash in savage combat. Separate the men from the boys. And only one will triumph. Now I break you. International martial arts sensation Jean-Claude Van Damme. In Bloodsport. The true story of the ultimate champion. (laughs) Alright. My number three, Jim. My number three. Um, This one... Uh, is the perfect, not the perfect, but is is definitely the buddy cop movie that everyone probably thinks of in the 80s, well, at least one of them anyway. And it is from 1987, and it is Lethal Weapon. Of course. Of course. Did you Do you have this one on your list? No, no I do okay. not. Uh, Lethal Weapon stars Mel Gibson and Danny Glover. Uh, also stars uh, Gary Busey. Um, before, Ooh. it's like, I think he already was crazy but this is before everyone knew he was crazy yeah so he was fantastic in this movie <laughs> um 
And uh, for those of you who don't know, Lethal Weapon is a pair of mismatched LAPD detectives. Martin Riggs, played by Mel Gibson, is a former Green Beret and now narcotics officer for LAPD, but he is uh, has become suicidal following the death of his wife, and he's just not dealing with that well, so they transfer him to um, become like uh, a different department in the LAPD, and his new partner is played by Roger Murtoff, um, who is played, or is um, Donald, ah, Roger Murtoff is played by uh, Danny Glover. Did I get that right? I think I got that right. Um, who not is Donald Glover. Don, no, not Donald Glover. No. Uh, it, uh, and so they have to kind of work together and obviously are very different from each other and stuff. And it's hilarious. It's funny. Um, the big, the big uh, line that came out of this was, I'm too old for this every time Danny Glover does something because he's near retirement. And so that of was, course. yeah. And so that was a big line from the movie. Um, it's really good. It's, um, uh, they're, they're going, you know, the, Danny Glover's friend in the movie, his his he wants he hires him to or asks him to film it, find his daughter because she's gotten into a a drug slash prostitution ring and that's kind of like the story behind the bad guys. That's what they are and they're going so they go after them and try to save the day and uh, that's pretty cool. Actually, would consider this maybe a Christmas movie. It takes place in Chris during Christmas. I don't know, Jim. There might be an argument there, but maybe not ready. Maybe we're not ready for that. <laughs> um, and it spawned a franchise that includes three sequels, and now there's a television series on TV. I think it still is on TV. I have not seen it. Um, I believe, uh, I forget who, uh, who plays, uh, uh, was Damon Wayans plays Roger Murtoff in the show. It's on Fox. And, um, oh, here it is, Clayne Crawford plays the guy Martin Riggs, Riggs, but I've never seen it. So anyone out there who's seen it, if, if let me know if it's good. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's it's really cool, man. I, it's a fun movie. It's I uh, I like I actually like the sequels a lot, which is weird because you don't normally think they're the sequels are good, but I don't know. It's it's really good. I like it. Um, one fun fact of this movie: this is the first movie ever to show a modern cell phone. It was a portable Radio Shack model 171003. It launched in 86, and this is the first movie, um, Hollywood movie, that a cell phone was in. That, that, that was kind of cool. Mm. Yeah, what do you know? Um, but a good movie. Um, my dad loves this movie, by the way. I remember he was always watch this. And I'm like, what are you watching? Leads a weapon. Again? <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, uh, that's all I got on it. He's a criminal's worst nightmare. A cop who enjoys the danger. No guns, no jujitsu, just bring him down. Do you really want to jump? Well, then that's fine with me. Come on. Wait, I what do you mean? Wait a minute. What the? He was ready to retire. Now, he's going to wish he had. Gun! Oh, oh, oh. Raj, meet your new partner. New partner? <laughs> If these guys can just stand each other... What you got in there? Boy and Smith? A lot of old-timers carry those. The bad guys don't stand a chance. Don't kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. I'm too old for this. Are you as good as you say you are? Nobody can touch me. Suppose we better register you as a lethal weapon. You ever met anybody you didn't kill? Well, I haven't killed you yet. 
All right, Jim, down to number two. Deuce. Number two. Uh, this was almost my number one. I could actually. listen to your voice all day long. I'll, I could, I'll just keep talking. Oh, please. Okay, this was almost your number one. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Almost. Okay. Uh, I know this isn't narrowed down, but it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. <laughs> okay. This particular one <clears throat> also has Alyssa Milano in it. I know what movie this is. <laughs> what movie is it? Commando. Commando. Nice. Good yeah. pick, Jim. Yeah, it's also how I dress every day. <laughs> oh. 1985. We need to stop the show. <laughs> All right, 1985. I didn't put this on my list, by the way. This is oh, another man, one. Oh I love Commando. I loved it too, but I, it was it knocked it off. When uh, when you when you chose action movies, this was the only movie on my list. Okay. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. Um, so uh, Schwarzenegger is a retired special forces colonel named John Matrix, and uh, perfect. Yep. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um. He is informed by his former superior officer that all the other members of his unit have been killed by unknown mercenaries. <laughs> I know. And uh, then this one guy, uh, Bennett, who's an Australian ex-member of his team, and he was fired for excessive violence. What special forces guy gets... The- Fired for excessive violence. I don't know, but it's basically the plot of every James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he comes to his, like, I still remember this, like, super awesome house he had in the middle of nowhere. And yes. he kidnaps Alyssa Milano, his, uh, Schwarzenegger's daughter. And I think he kidnapped him, too. And he wakes up where he is and kills everybody. And he's hunting down to find Alyssa Milano and to get his daughter back and just kills everybody in his way to get her back. Mm-hmm. This is um, before Taken. It's like pre-Taken. Yeah, it's the original Taken. It basically, he has a very, very particular set of skills. Right. <laughs> right. <It> uh... <laughs> yeah, never mind. I was going to say something that's mean, so I'm not going <laughs> to. So... He does. I love Schwarzenegger. I, love... I like Schwarzenegger. I heard a rumor that he actually can speak um, very good Americanized English, but he chooses not to because it would ruin his image. Is this true? Oh, I don't know if that's true. It's interesting. Um, but, uh, no, I, I like Schwarzenegger movies, you know, and so, but uh, I love this, and uh, not to spoil it for anyone, but the, the ending, the, Jim, you know what I'm talking about when Bennett gets, when he, when he gets it? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yes. So, uh, good. Anything else on that, Jim? Um, now I'm just picturing Bennett's like mesh tank top. I know. Um, There's a really weird village people vibe going on with Bennett. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, I also remember at one party he's driving like a white Porsche. And I always thought it was weird that they're like, he gets sideswiped and it's, it's like wrecked. And then in the next scene, it's like brand new again. I just remember that standing out. Like that was the first time I noticed like inaccuracies in movies. Yeah. Like continuity errors. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because it's 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 really obvious. <laughs> no, so, good stuff, man. Good pick. All right, uh, moving on. Moving on. All right. They hunted him down. You know, Colonel, we went to a lot of trouble to find you. 
They murdered his friends. And they took the only thing he would kill for. If he wants your kid back, then you gotta cooperate. Right? Wrong. Now, somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. Do you think that he's going to give us any problems? You'll do exactly as he's told. Last and wait, fellas. You're a funny guy, Sally. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Are you going to tell me what's going on or what? No. Don't disturb my friend. He's dead tired. What are you doing? Helping you get her back. Remember, Sally, when I promised to kill you last? That's what made you did. I lied. If it's a mission no man can survive, he's the man for the job. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Commando. Let's party. All right, uh, my number two, Jim. Um, I love this movie, and this would have been my number one if it wasn't for my number one, but it's a 1984 movie starring Eddie Murphy, and it's Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Yes. Um, I love the Beverly Hills Cop movies. Well, I should say I love the first two. <laughs> Third one is dog shit but um i i love these movies um eddie murphy stars as axel foley who's a street smart detroit cop who visits beverly hills to solve a murder the murder of his best friend and so it's kind of like a fish out of water like he they do things differently in beverly hills as as cop work goes and so it's uh kind of like hilarity ensues from there when he meets uh his uh some people out there which um the, the cops out there are played by Judge Reinhold, who's hilarious. Um, John Ashton and Ronnie Cox, and um, and then it also has, uh, I believe, the, the on-screen debut. I'm not sure if it's the debut or not, but Bronson Pinchot, who is uh, Balky in, Stran- yeah. in uh, Perfect Strangers, um, yeah. <clears throat> who's awesome in this movie, plays uh, this guy who works at an art gallery, and he always he always just says, "Don't be stupid." <laughs> Don't be stupid. Um, uh, but yeah, this movie was actually... Uh, I've ever seen this movie. I'm like, this is really funny. Now, it's rated R. When I saw it, I was way too young and stuff. But it's, it's like a really funny movie because Eddie Murphy's hilarious. And um, uh, it's, it's really good. And then when I read, did some research on this movie, finding out that it was originally going to be Sylvester Stallone in this movie. <laughs> and it was going to be not as funny. It was going to be like a more everything like a Sylvester Stallone movie is um and like everything was gonna be like all the things like, you could read so much on it but all the things that were changed about it I'm like thank god they didn't make that movie <laughs> cause yeah right I, but Sylvester Stallone actually dropped out two weeks prior to shoot the shooting began and <clears throat> um the producers and stuff um got Eddie Murphy to sign on two days prior to starting and then they had to do a bunch of rewrites and stuff to fit Eddie Murphy but it worked out better in the end this movie was actually made for 15 million dollars and it grossed 
316.4 million. So it like mm. like a lot of these movies I know is and I don't like to talk too many about numbers but they're always like it's made for 20 million and it made 30. <laughs> you know like it's that like those action movies kind of were like that but this one was ridiculous. It was like the biggest movie of 1984. Um, it was actually uh, had a People's Choice Award for favorite motion picture. It was uh, nominated for Golden Globes um, and Academy Awards um, for uh, different categories. It's it's a big movie. Um, the the theme I think everyone knows the the, the theme from Beatles Cop the little like the weird synthesizer theme that um, Harold Faltermeyer does. Um, if you heard it, you probably recognize it. Um, and some of the rewrites and stuff that I talked about they. Eddie Murphy did a lot of impro- impro- improvisation with the actors and stuff, and because Eddie Murphy was so funny, like they would go through thousands of takes because they would they couldn't hold it together because Eddie Murphy would have him laughing. And there's one scene in this movie where Eddie Murphy is talking about um, Judge Reinhold and John Ashton's character about being uh, <laughs> they're being super cops, <laughs> and like he's like he's, he's standing up for them and stuff. And they're and he, if you don't know the scene. I, you have to watch it again, but it's it's really funny because he's doing this monologue, and John Ashton is like look like pinching his nose, looking down because he can't. He's looking like he's embarrassed, like this, you know, like oh this guy's an idiot. But he's actually doing that so he can't. They can't be seen laughing because he's laughing so hard. And Judge Reinhold is actually has hand in his pocket and he's pinching his his thigh so much. He said he actually gave himself marks in his leg to keep himself from laughing because he was laughing mm-hmm. so hard because he didn't want to ruin any more takes. And the <laughs> reason Eddie Murphy was so funny in that, because back then, I don't know if he does now, back then Eddie Murphy would it was no drugs, no nothing, including caffeine. And during that scene they were filming, he was extremely tired, and they kept saying, well, here, have some coffee and stuff. And he would say, he kept saying, no, 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 no. And he finally gave in. And he had some coffee, and he was so wired. <laughs> and he came up with that <laughs> whole story about them being super cocks, and he was so energized that they just were all rolling laughing. They couldn't handle it. So <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So, um, And uh, this was actually the started the, – this is the first of seven Eddie Murphy's movie Eddie Murphy movies in a row to open at number one in the box office. This kind of like wow. – yeah, he was like gold for, I don't know, at least, uh, what, six, seven years there. So – so yeah, that's uh that's it, man. I love uh I love Bill Cop. You've seen have you seen Bill's Cop movies? Uh the first one. Yeah. Well it's that's the best one. That's the best one. The second oh, one is good. I think a lot of critics didn't like it. Third one is just downright horrible. Um and then there was talk of they're gonna try to start a TV show just like they did with Lethal Weapon and all these and now they got what Magnum PIs back out, all these shows. Um oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh um and it was gonna be an actor I forget the, the actor was gonna be in, but the, it was gonna be Eddie Murphy's son in the movie, Axel Foley's son. Um didn't get picked up. I think I think they did shoot a pilot, but it because of that they actually are think they're talking about a fourth movie now in production for with Eddie Murphy. So we'll see. Mm. Anyway, that's all I got. Eddie Murphy is a Detroit cop. (laughs) On vacation in Beverly Hills. I just got off the phone with an inspector, Todd, in Detroit. He says if you're out here investigating the Tandino murder, you needn't bother coming back. I don't want to take it anymore. For a man who claims to be on vacation, you look a lot like you're on a stakeout. Stakeout? No, no. I'm picnicking. This is like a picnic area. I have to ask you some questions about Michael Tandino. 
Jim, what do you got some uh, honorable <clears throat> mentions there? Uh, the Highlander. Ooh, there can only be one. Over the top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Movie about arm wrestling. <laughs> and Willow. Whoa. <laughs> I loved Willow as a kid. I did too. That kind of falls in the You and I off air had a conversation about uh, action movies versus what we consider adventure movies versus sci-fi fantasy and willow kind of falls in that category a little bit with of the fantasy type yeah i think so but it's a great movie lots of action too yes mad mortigan hell yeah what about you um i had uh well lethal weapon 2 and reveals cop 2 (laughs) uh tango and cash which we talked about in commando and blood sport um and I, um the the rambo the first two rambo movies i i enjoy the first one a lot um and predator which is i really like predator but that's kind of more of a sci-fi thing too but i i uh i really enjoy it it's arnold again um but yeah that's kind of what i got for my honorable mentions what do you got for your number one um well it's sort of a sci-fi movie Did but I say predator it? <laughs> nice <laughs> it's a great movie though jim i'm glad you picked it is it. a great movie yes it is a great movie good uh from 1987 again Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I can do no wrong. Uh, I'm a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's, he made good action movies. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah. Still denying it. Yeah. Um. Okay, so let's see. Sure, everybody's probably seen Predator. Right. If you haven't, but Jesus. <laughs> he plays a character named Dutch. Um. John Matrix this, Dutch. You know. Whatever. That's such a cool nickname, Dutch. It, it's a great. Can I call you Dutch? Uh, please okay all right dutch continue thank you mm-hmm. um so he's uh what is he special forces is he green beret or something what is he in this uh, movie something like that they're like the delta force <laughs> yeah, some, yeah something like that yeah um 
Uh, he, yeah, he's just special forces, whatever. I think that's kind of a, an umbrella, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, they're going to uh, rescue a hostage held by insurgents. Yes. And then he sees some uh, green berets that he knew skinned hanging from a tree. Not good. Like you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, they start getting picked off and realize they're being tracked by something that they can't see. And um, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. It's cooler because you can't see him. You right. don't know what it is for a while. Thank you. And you're yes. seeing through like his view. It's really cool. And uh, it also stars the ex-governor of your fine state, sir, Jesse the Body Pincher. Ain't got time to bleed. Yep. And Carl Weathers. And Carl Weathers, which and I'd Carl rather him be the governor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so let's see everybody's getting killed off except Schwarzenegger and he um, learns how to like defeat the the cloaking system or whatever and uh, so the they're fighting and the predator sees him as like an equal so he takes off his mask and everything and they start hand to hand combat and uh, Schwarzenegger ends up beating him and then he activates the self-destruct and just like maniacally laughs, oh. and and uh, Schwarzenegger gets away and then gets picked up in a helicopter. Mm-hmm. But it's awesome, and it spawned great movies. Like it, Alien vs. Predator is a great movie too. Yeah, that's one that's under the radar. Like people like because the name's stupid. People are like I'm yes. not gonna watch that. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. But the original Predator, I love this movie. This was another hard one. Because I like act, 80s action movies so much, I had a lot to be considered. And Predator was up there, you know. But the special effects for this movie, is, they're pretty damn good for back when it yeah. was made. Um, and then his the Predator vision, when you see him, what he's seen, is so cool. And he's moving through the woods. And remember that guy, like, thinks he sees him, and he just freaks out and, like, mows down the whole forest? Yeah. <laughs> With the, oh, man. It's such a good movie. Good pick, buddy. Thank you. We're a rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we got to do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean, we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, Jet. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now... What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took it. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. Ah! He was skinned alive! It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, you can kill it. Ah! 
Century Fox presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. My number one. I don't think it should be a huge surprise to you or anybody, and it is the holiday season, Jim. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I said this before, it ain't Christmas until I see Hans Gruber fall off Nakatomi Plaza. Sure. It's Die Hard. That's good. It's a great movie, Jim. I love this movie. Um, and I've said before, too, two types of people in this world. Some people think it's a Christmas movie, some people don't, and those people who don't are wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, we, like I said, we talked about it before. So, a 1988 movie starring Bruce Willis as John McClane, and um, he's an off-duty New York cop who flies to L.A. to see his estranged wife. Um, they're separated, and he goes to where she's building or where she's working. They're having a holiday party, um, and he uh, and terrorists take over the main terrorist Hans Gruber. And uh, are you eating cookies or something over there? Me? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm drinking a beer. What's oh, going but it's, on? maybe it was hitting your uh, must have been hitting your mic. No big deal. It's all good. It's okay. I, th- I thought I was hoping it was Christmas cookies. Um, anyway, <laughs> Hans Gruber is the main bad guy, played by the great Alan Rickman, and he's just phenomenal. And this was actually, which I didn't realize this, and I, I think I got this right by looking up the research I had. His first on-screen role, because uh, he was mostly uh, Broadway and stuff, um, did not know that this is his first feature film role uh, for Alan Rickman. Oh. Yeah. Um, this was based on Roderick Thorpe's 1979 novel, Nothing Lasts Forever. Um, and speaking of your, your boy Arnold and the movie Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger declined to shoot this film as a sequel to his 1985 action movie, Commando. So they were going to, you know, change the story a little bit to put Arnold in it, but that didn't happen. And, um, the studio went through a lot of people that they wanted um but uh the uh john mctieran wanted uh bruce willis and no one wanted him because he was known as a comedic television actor at the time uh i forget the show that he was on with sybil shepherd moonlighting i think it was um yeah yeah and so um but uh he did a great job and this huge just exploded his career as an action star and this movie actually kind of um set a trend for action movies of like a lone man versus like an army you know because after that it was just like a bunch of that like uh it's just one guy against everybody kind of thing um and it also had four sequels um i believe it's a comic book and um i don't know if there's any more movies coming for for die hard there probably is right there's got to be more coming. probably yeah there's a children's book there's a children's book that's true um, and there's a coloring book, actually. I know that. And um, but this also had a number of uh, a bunch of video games too, based on it. Um, and of course, you know the big the big thing is people have the debate if it's a Christmas movie or not, and it is. So there's no debate. So there you go. Do you think it's a Christmas movie, Jim? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's a Christmas movie. You're all wrong. You're all wrong. Uh, I love die, the Die Hard movies, the first, especially the first two. Uh, the second one actually was in 1990, so I couldn't uh, even consider it. But, um, but yeah, that's my number one. We thank you one and all and wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Christmas Eve in L.A. But a team of terrorists... You want money? 
kind of terrorists are you? Who said we were terrorists? Have their own holiday plans. And I'm telling you, you just gonna have to kill me. Okay. We do it the hard way. But the one thing they didn't plan on was New York cop John McLean. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake. Who knew? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, mother... And you'll have it! They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, do I sound like I'm ordered a pizza? Come to Papa, honey. Are you really an American? Only if New Jersey counts. What does he think he's doing? <laughs> He's an easy guy to like. Welcome to the party, pal. And a hard man to kill. Bruce Willis. Die hard. Very nice. I knew that it, that was going to be it. Yeah. I, it, it was kind of like, well... I mean, did I, you choose this category so you could use Die Hard? No, no, actually, I didn't. And I, actually, I chose this ca- category um, uh, because I wanted you to struggle. No, because <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, because I figured this might be my only way to talk about um, Chuck Norris in a good light and to talk about the Lethal Weapon movies. So I figured that this is it, right? Sure. Yeah. No, I just like action movies. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh my gosh! What? You okay? Yeah, sorry. I was just I just perused the Instagrams. Oh. And Trog's beer had put a picture of their Mad Elf uh, holiday beer. Yeah. Bourbon barrel aged. Uh oh. Good night, Irene. Holy cow! The beer alone is eleven percent. Again, I can imagine if you bourbon barrel aged that. Oh my god! Again, that's not beer. <laughs> That's just it's <laughs> liquor. Um, real quick, Jim, did you watch the Santa Claus Chronicles with Kurt Russell on Netflix? No, I'm waiting still. It's really good, and not not just because I am deeply, madly in love with Kurt Russell. Not just because it's a good movie, and I don't know if anyone of our listeners have seen it yet, but I recommend it. It's really good. Yeah, I do want to watch it. I'll watch it right before Christmas. Okay, Jim, that was uh, that was fun. That was fun. I just enjoy hearing you talk. I've mentioned it at the top of the show. I mentioned it for a year, or two years now, and you're just uh, you're gorgeous. You're a delight. Oh. you're just a you're just a peach. A Georgia peach? Is there another kind? I don't know. Can they grow peaches anywhere else? Yeah, yeah, probably. They, they can. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. We have apples here. Um. All right. Well, let's get out of here, Jim. We are going to. Uh, Take the rest of the year off, Jim. See you next year. I hate when people say that. Uh, I, I get when, it. Yeah, you got it. Uh, but no, we're going to enjoy the holidays with some family. Um, well, enjoy the holidays and then family will be there. Um, and uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with a brand new show. And uh, and that's all. In the meantime, if people want to talk to us and stuff, Jim, where can they do that? On the telephone. Oh. Tom's here. number is. Yes. 911. Um, all the social medias, Tom and Jim's top five. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Please do. Please uh, reach out to us there. And um, 
that's it. What's uh, you know? What? I'm probably gonna just have to hang up the phone and call you back in five minutes. I was what? Oh, oh okay. I'll be here. 